Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host Tom Walker. We're back with another week of football tips, discussion and insight for you. Uh, we're going to go through the Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two as ever, picking out, picking out our betting highlights. We're going to go through last week's treble. Uh, we're going to give you this week's treble. And yes, have plenty of fun along the way. Isn't that right, Tom? Yeah, that's right, mate. Really excited to be back. Um, again, another week goes by and we learn a little bit more about Team X and Team Y and Player Z and, you know, Manager A, whatever. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. And uh, yeah, want to give a big shout out to our partners at Matchbook for the consistent support. You can get a money back as a free bet offer when you open a new account with Matchbook. It's TFB Podcast. That's the code that you'll need to use. If you stay to the end of the show, you'll hear our treble, which will be exclusively enhanced by Matchbook, and you can use uh, that bonus uh, against a treble. So a little bit of a risk-free bet there. Yep, absolutely. Um, So let's go straight in with the Premier League. Before we do start, actually, um, worth saying, we're recording very early this week. So we're, we're recording on a Monday night. So we've just seen the result of Manchester United against Liverpool. Uh, and because we are recording so early on in the week, um, we don't have the odds yet on matchbook.com. They're not up yet for League Two. So those odds will come, obviously, you know, kind of Tuesday, Wednesday time, maybe by the time this podcast comes out to you guys. But um, at time of recording, we are missing League Two odds. So we will give you the teams we think will win in League Two, but um, there will be no odds associated with those teams. Uh, but yeah, let's go straight for the Premier League then, shall we, Tom? And get us kicked off with Manchester United, as I just mentioned, beating Liverpool on Monday night. Not many expected that one. They're a fantastic price on the Matchbook Exchange. I think they're over, over about four to one. Yeah, they were. They're away at Southampton this week. 4.5 for the Saints to get the win, 4.2 for the draw, and 1.83 for Manchester United. Uh, can you see them following up the result against Liverpool with another victory here? I can, but I'm I'm not ready to put my money um, down on United. I think it's important in this game, and when I say in this game in terms of you know betting on football, to not have knee-jerk reactions. Um, yes, United were good. Pretty impressive, I'd say, um, against Liverpool, who really disappointed me. But, you know, I want to see United put three or four uh, performances together. Obviously, when that does happen, you're not probably not going to get 1.83 for United away at Southampton. So there is a balancing act to be had here. But I'm just not ready to, to trust them. I don't know about yourself. <clears throat> yeah, not really. I was angling for the goals bet here, um, and I'd done the research before I watched Manu Liverpool, and I'm not going to change my mind. Um, just like, like yourself, that one-off game. Um, seven of the last eight meetings between the two sides have been both teams to score. Uh, the price for that is one point six four. In addition to that, five of the last Southampton games have been both teams to score. Uh, five have been over two point five. Uh, six of the last eight Manchester United games have been over 2.5 and five of the last seven have been both teams to score. So both sides involved in games with plenty of goals, uh, often both teams getting on the score sheet and historically head-to-head, both teams getting on the score sheet as well. So that looks like the way to go for me. Yeah, I'd be aligned with that. Right then, we'll move into the three o'clock. We've got five of them this weekend in the Premier League. Starts off with Brentford against Everton. 2.04 for Brentford, 3.65 for the draw and 4.0 for Everton. I was kind of looking at this game and I was thinking I have no strong, strong fancies. If I had to pick a team, I'd go for Brentford, 2.04. Reason being, even though they've won one, drawn one, lost one so far this season, so very mixed bag start that they've had, um, they scored at least two goals in every game. Can I see them scoring two against Everton at home? Yes, I can. Can I see Everton scoring two or more to to draw beat Brentford? Not really, no. Um, So based on that, 
I'd side with Brentford here. You just talked yourself into him, I think. And yeah, okay, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> live live on air. Um, yeah, yeah. You you're joining me uh, in the beehive here. I think I, I'm all in on Brentford. Obviously, as Forest fans, had a close eye on that um, the Forest game. Watched some extended highlights. Couldn't catch the the live match, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Forest on top. Uh, Everton. I mean, they got a, a an okay goal. It was a good take from Damari Gray, but it they didn't really you know carve Forest open. It, it's probably just a bit of poor defending on Forest part, to be honest with you. And Brentford, Tom, as you said, that's exactly why I was going to side with them because of the firepower. Um, you know, Tony Norgard Jensen, like all, all these lads, just kind of clicking all together again, carrying on from last season. Going forward, of course, you know, they have also conceded two to Leicester and three to Fulham with just that one clean sheet against United. And I think we got to look at that as, you know, they played the worst team in the league at that time, you know. Um, so we do have to uh, take that with a pinch of salt. But yeah, I'm all in on Brentford, mate. I'm really worried about Everton. Um, I thought they were really poor against Forest and against Villa. So yeah, I'm all in on Brentford. Cool. Um, Brighton against Leeds and up next. This is a ch- big Champions League clash, isn't it? Fourth against fifth. <laughs> it is. <laughs> in the division. Um, both sides played three, one, two, drewn one. <clears throat> drewn one? Drawn Droon. one. Drewn. You can tell this is late, can't you? Drewn. <laughs> drawn. Um, 1.94 is a price for Brighton to get the win. 3.95 for the draw and 4.2 for Leeds. Uh, any strong fancies for you? Because I found this one quite tough to call, considering they both had good starts to the season. Yeah, yeah, very tough to call. I think, you know, if you if you really ask me and you really push me to choose a winner, I'd probably go for Brighton, purely just because they're at home. Brighton double chance is 1.25, way too short to be going anywhere near anything like that. Had a look at Leeds, double chance, but I like the look at Brighton. Honestly, I'm just, I just find this game fascinating, and I don't mean to be a fence sitter, but I found it so difficult to, to pick between these two. I really, really did. Uh, I like potentially under three point five goals. The price is not available on Matchbook at the moment, so check closer to kickoff. I, I don't know if I fancy under two point five. I do on the Brighton side, maybe less on the Leeds side. All of Leeds games have gone over 2.5 so far. Uh, Brighton, only one has gone over 2.5. I could see it happening, but I think 3.5 is the safer money. Of course, it's going to be a lesser price, but uh, that's what I'd be looking at. Yeah. Um, Okay, then. Chelsea against Leicester. 1.4 for Chelsea, 5.5 for the draw and 9.4 for Leicester. Um, and I think this probably starts off a string of strong home favourites that we're going to go through here in the Premier League. Uh, Chelsea being the biggest price of the lot from the next four things we're going to read out. Um, I think they'll win, obviously, well below par um, against Leeds at the weekend, losing 3-0. Uh, big coupon bust to that one. But I think they'll get back on the horse at home to Leicester. I think if you could cherry pick a team to, you know, get back to winning ways against. I think Leicester will probably be up there at the moment. They've started the season pretty poorly, um, still winless, still without uh, Wesley Fofana. He wasn't there at the weekend because he wasn't in the right mental state to play. I highly doubt he's going to be playing again this weekend against Chelsea. So, um, yeah, I could see them getting back to winning ways. Would I be so confident to back them at 1.4? I'm not so sure, but... Yeah, I do think they'll win. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea, for me, against Tottenham, um, for the majority of the game, were really good. And I was really impressed with how it all came together. And then the next week, they're getting absolutely packed um, against Leeds. And obviously, alarm bells are ringing. But, you know, back at home at the bridge, and as you mentioned, Tom, Leicester, Leicester look bad, I think. I think we can say that they look bad. Um, and Brendan Rodgers coming under increasing pressure. Chelsea for me. Yeah. Liverpool against Bournemouth then is another three o'clock kickoff. It's 1.13 for Liverpool, 11.5 for the draw, 
and 28.0 for Bournemouth. Um, I do feel sorry for Bournemouth. They've had a, a tough old start to the season, haven't they? After their opening day game against Villa, uh, they've played uh, Arsenal, Man City and now Liverpool. So three real, real tough games that they've had. Um, lost against Man City, as you'd expect, 4-0. Lost against Arsenal last weekend, 3-0. And it wouldn't surprise me if they lost again to nil, you know, three or four against Liverpool, um, despite how below par Liverpool were on Monday night football against Manchester United. Um, I'm not going to put Liverpool on an accumulator or anything like that. At 1.13, the way too short. You'd have to go towards a handicap bet for this one, but um, I do certainly think they'll win comfortably. Yeah, I, I found something I like. Uh, Ooh, yeah. yeah, I have, mate. And it's above evens as well. It's Liverpool and under 3.5. It's 2.34 for the win. Um, obviously, you know, Liverpool, no clean sheets yet this season. Van Dijk looking a shadow of um, of last season. Nat Phillips obviously played the other night. Joe Gomez came back um, on Monday night against United. Liverpool, for sure, bucked the trend when it comes to the under 3.5 market. Um, you know, they, two of their three have gone unders, but obviously that 2-1 is is kind of couldn't it fine. And then same with Bournemouth, really. You know, um, they two of their three have gone under, uh, one of them being a 3-0 again, cutting it very fine. But there's been a blank in every single one of Bournemouth's games. So they failed scoring the last two. And as you mentioned, Tom, tough start, Man City, Bournemouth, uh, Man City and Arsenal. This is a similar assignment, even though Liverpool aren't flying the way those two are. And they kept a clean sheet against Villa. So I think a 2-0, something like that. Obviously, the under 3.5 covers you for even up to like a 3-0 if you don't fancy Bournemouth to score. I think that's a, a solid bet. And, a, and I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I think it's a good find. Have a virtual pat on the back from me because that is yeah. a good find. Cheers, mate. Yeah, I like that. Um, right up next, Manchester City against Crystal Palace. 1.18 for City, 9.6 for the draw and 19.5 for Palace. Do you have anything that warrants a virtual pat on the back for this one? Because uh, Manchester City, again, as you'd expect, pretty short here at home. Pretty short at home, yes. But you have to remember that this Crystal Palace team is, this is, this is a perfect game for them in some ways. And Man City have not struggled, but they've not got the best record when it comes to the visit from the Eagles. So I'm going to read you some results, Tom. Uh, We're going to go back to 2018 to start off with. Um, They lost 3-2 at home to Palace. The next league game was in 2020. They drew 2-2. In 2021, they won 4-0. And then last season, if you remember, Palace beat them 2-0. So Palace have, have always kind of caused them an issue. And and last last week on the pod, I spoke about Crystal Palace will relish this kind of game. They are built for the counter-attack. Their front four is it as exciting as it gets outside. Well, for anyone, really. Like, I find this front four just as exciting as Liverpool's. I'm not saying they're as good as exciting. So you got Edouard maybe up front uh, or Mateta's decent as well. But then you're talking about Zaha, you're talking about Ayu, Olise, Eze. Like, like it, it is genuinely exciting. So, I mean, I did this tactic as well uh, when Bournemouth went away at Man City. You know, 19.5 for me, for Palace. That's getting some attention. I'll, I'm in a fortunate position where I can afford to put a tenner on that and, you know, understand that it's a, a very, you know, unlikely bet to come in, but I can't not back Palace at 19.5. The way they play, the way they played against Liverpool and their record at the Etihad, I think is great. Again, maybe like Bournemouth, I might end up with egg on my face and Man City might run out. Was it 4-0 they beat Bournemouth? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can see them winning. I'm completely aware that Man City are on an absolute, another level. Well, you know, we just saw them concede three to Newcastle. Newcastle are a good team. You know, anything can happen. If you want to be a little bit, you know, more coy, but you think Palace might get something, 2.18 
for man uh, for both teams to score. And then if you want to have a look at the double chance, draw or Crystal Palace is 6.0. So if you don't want to go for them on the nose and maybe you think they might sneak a draw, 6.0 is, is your double chance. Listen, I'm saying Man City probably, but I'm trying to find some, some value. And I think this is a really, really strong underdog. Yeah. Okay. Um, finally, then Arsenal against Fulham. One point three five for Arsenal. Six point zero for the draw and ten point zero for Fulham. Uh, Arsenal currently sat top of the Premier League. The only team with three consecutive wins from their three Premier League matches. Uh, I can see them getting a fourth here, um, especially at home. I think they should look pretty good. They're looking really good going forward. You know, Jesus seems to have integrated seamlessly, making it click. Odegaard's getting on the score sheet. Martinelli started the season banging form. He looks well up for it and better than he ever has. I think they should get another win here. 1.35. It's at that kind of range where I'm happy to throw it in an accumulator. Um, They have a good record against Fulham as well. Let's throw that one out there. They've not lost against Fulham in eight consecutive games. Fulham haven't kept a clean sheet against Arsenal in 14 consecutive games either. So I just think with all the momentum Arsenal have got, and I appreciate Fulham have started the season well, they are they are looking decent, um, but I think it's another level now, another step up for them here against Arsenal away from home. Um, and I think Arsenal will just be too good on the day. Yes, I agree. I can see Fulham getting a goal. I understand that Arsenal have kept two clean sheets out of three against Palace and Bournemouth. But that Leicester win at home was unbelievably comfortable. And I'm not saying it wasn't, but it did concede too, Tom. And we just mentioned that Leicester on in the best of Nick. And Fulham, you know, have scored two, zero and three consecutively. That's pretty good. Mitro obviously grabbing the headlines um, for three goals to start the season in three games. I think Arsenal and yes is worth a shout. It's 2.88. So that's Arsenal to win and both teams to score. Could see a similar thing to the Leicester game, to be honest. 3 1, 2 1, 4 2, I don't know, 5 2, whatever. Um, I think that might cover you. Um, so yeah, I'm going Arsenal. And yes, I am, I am the squeezer this week, Tom. I am, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at these big price favorites at home, you know, priced at 1 to 12, or you know, obviously working in decimals 1.12 or whatever. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to find some value for the profit chasers. I think you're doing a good job. Uh, I'd have you in my kitchen. Yeah, (laughs) right. Love it. (laughs) Um, Moving on to Sunday then. Um, Aston Villa against West Ham is at 2 o'clock. 2.16 for Villa, 3.3 for the draw, 3.2 for West Ham. Uh, And for me, I, I don't know which way to go with this one. Villa looked bad. West Ham still without a win as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. No strong fancies either way for me here. No, no, same here. Just waiting for West Ham to click into gear. And I said from day one, I didn't think Villa would be very good this season. So I'm not going anywhere near this game. Yeah. Uh, okay, next at two o'clock, we also have Wolves against Newcastle. 2.7 for Wolves. for the draw and 2.74 for Newcastle. Now, the punters on Matchbook have this one very evenly. So, Wolves at 2.7, Newcastle at 2.74. So, this is almost a a toshy coin and see how it goes match in terms of uh, what the odds are saying. I'm going to go for Newcastle. Massive performance for them, drawing 3 all at home to City. Um... They may even be slightly disappointed having gone 3-1 ahead uh, to let that two-goal lead slip. But nonetheless, I'm sure they'd have taken a point beforehand. And it's what we were saying on last week's pod, isn't it? St. James's Park is a tough, tough place to go. And they're going to give the top sides real problems there. I know they're away from home this week, but they're building up a lot of good momentum they've carried on from last season. They've shown the cable of scoring goals against one of the best defences in the Premier League. And Wolves still worry me from a goal threat perspective. Uh, Once again, in their game last weekend against Spurs, they didn't score a goal. Um, So they've only just got one goal in their three games so far this season. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game, 
But if Newcastle won this 1-2-0, or two nil, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, I think under 2.5 for me, um, or Newcastle on a double chance, 1.53. They've looked good at home. It depends on which way you look at it. Obviously, it's a good draw against City, but you know they did concede three and they did throw it away. So it depends whether you look at it as like, you know, oh, they were great, they scored three against City, now they're playing Wolves, or, you know, I look at it as, you know, they were in a good position, they, they threw it away and showed some vulnerabilities. Are Wolves a team to capitalise on those vulnerabilities? Probably not, to be honest. Um, but just to be safe, I'm going to go double chance, 1.53, and I think it'll be under 2.5. I don't think you'll be seeing Newcastle scoring or conceding more than two a game for the majority of the season. I, well, I suppose that's every football team, but you, you know what I mean. I don't think they'll score more than two often. Yeah, no, I completely get it. Uh, let's move on to the final game, the biggest game of the weekend. <laughs> Nottingham Forest at home to Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, 7.6 is the price for Forest, 4.5 for the draw and 1.45 for Spurs. And as much as it pains me to say it, I think Spurs will run out fairly comfortable winners here at 1.45. Um, happy to take that price personally. We saw it against West Ham with Forest. We saw it against Everton. Whilst we're still gelling as a team with so many new players coming into this side, we are giving away too many chances to the opposition. West Ham didn't punish us. Uh, Everton didn't really punish us aside from their one goal. However, I think Spurs will certainly punish us if we continue to give away those chances that we have been given away. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll score at least two past us and we won't get that past them. I think narrative comes into this and setting the scene. So obviously West Ham felt the full force of the city ground atmosphere. It was absolute. Tom, you were there. It was yeah. by all accounts, absolutely deafening. Stonking. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first game, but this is the first big, big team that we've had. Like this is the first like top six team that we've had, mm. and they're at home. I feel like the crowd could really come into this. Yeah, I know. You know, the fans don't play on the field or, or anything like that. I completely get it. I, I think Forest or double chance is worth a look. I really do. Two point nine. I could see a draw. Yes, Tottenham obviously have way better players in nearly every single area. But I think this, this Forest team is showing signs. It's riding its look a little bit, but it's showing signs of, of slow progression. Um, really not sure what the team will look like for Forest. Might be worth taking a little uh, peek just at um, just before the teams are announced. You know, people like Emmanuel Dennis, Czech Kuyate, Froiler, etc. Will they be involved? I have no idea at this stage what the team will be. But I like the look of double chance, Forest or draw, 2.9. Maybe as a bit of Sunday fun day. Mm, I'd love it. I'd love it if it was, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough, mate. Totally get it. Uh, right, let's just take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Matchbook, and how you can take advantage of that sign-up offer again. And then we'll dive into the Football League and go through the Championship League 1 and League 2 bets. Yeah, we're massively appreciative to Matchbook for partnering with us again for this season. If you want to support them and by extension support us, you can make yourself a new account with Matchbook. TFB Podcast is the bonus code you're going to want to use when you're making your account. That will give you a money back as a free bet offer. So let's say you put 30 quid on our treble that we're going to read out later on, which will be exclusively enhanced to be the best price on the market. Then if it loses, Matchbook, instead of you know taking the funds and leaving you with a sad face, they will give you a £30 free bet to use on something else as a little bit of a safety blanket. So obviously, it's over 18s only, a couple of T's and C's apply, but you do need to use that code TFB Podcast. And uh, yeah, we'd really appreciate the support if you wanted to get involved. Right then, let's get kicked off with the championship. Uh, I'm going to get sucked into a trap that I got sucked into. <laughs> last. Here we go. Uh, so last week on the podcast, I touted Hull to at least get something from their game away at West Brom. They went and lost 5-2. So um, 
they didn't really do me any favors there, did Hulk. However, I'm going to get sucked into the price again and uh, say they're going to they're going to get a victory this weekend at home to Coventry City. So Hull are 2.86 for the victory. Uh, Coventry actually favourites away from home at 2.58. And I, I was just kind of curious as to why, really. Um, mm. Hull are a side who have won both their home games in the league. They've played so far this season, including a win against Norwich. Um, they have only lost one, and that was that defeat against West Brom. Coventry haven't played for, by the time this game comes around, they would have played their last game uh, on the 13th of August, which is literally two weeks um, they've had out of their schedule due to their pitch problems and whatnot um, at their ground. So they're going to be a bit rusty. They've not played competitive football in the, in the same period that other teams have played another three or so games. So for me, I don't know why... This whole side unbeaten at home, in amongst the goals, outsiders at home to a Coventry side who haven't played for two weeks. Based on last season, isn't it? And that, and it probably and it shouldn't be, but it's it's probably based on the fact that Coventry might be in a false position because they've got games in hand, and you know I personally think Coventry will end up above Hull uh, by the end of the season. But as we always say, Tom, we're not talking about season long no. bets here. We're talking about this weekend, and I'm completely with you. Uh, Coventry yeah. could be uh, could be slow out the traps, and we, we've seen that Hull are uh, are, a, are a bit of a maverick side. So I, I was going to flag that one up myself as as something to have a little go at because it it seems like us we're not pundits; we're just two lads, but actual pundits. And the betting market is trying to figure out what Hull are. So this is the time to get with them before you know they start getting short of price. Yep. Let's talk Absolutely. about West Brom in the battle of the uh, blue and white stripes. They, <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed in what I've seen from West Brom. They find themselves in 14th. They've played five and they've only won one. Although, you know, again, it depends how you you twist it. I I decided to read out that stat, but I could also say they've only lost one of five because they've drawn the majority of their games, three of the five. They're playing against a Huddersfield side who who look really poor. They've played a game less than West Brom for sure and there's not that many points between them, just the three in the league table. But I think there's something there with West Brom. I really do. I know they don't, like I said, they've not really put the points on the board, but I see a plan and I'm not a massive Steve Bruce fan but I do see a plan and I do see how they're going to play and I do see dangerous players. And with Huddersfield, I know they got a win over Stoke. That was their, their only win, as I mentioned. I don't see that. I don't see danger. I don't see a plan. I see a club trying to keep its head above water, to be honest with you. And I think West Brom could tear them apart here, um, being brutally honest. They're priced at 214 I think that could be a good away day pick come five o'clock. Yep, I do like it as well. I toyed with that one myself. Um, a team I do like the look of and has impressed me at the start of this season is Rotherham. They're at home to Birmingham. They're priced at 2.02 for the victory. Uh, unbeaten start to their championship campaign. Drawn three and won one. And that was a 4-0 win against Reading, who were having a pretty good start to the season themselves. So... Yeah, very impressed with the Millers so far. I'm sure they'll be very delighted with their uh, starts to the season as well. They're going to be particularly strong at home. We saw that they played twice at home so far this season. One was a 4-0 against Reading and one was a one all draw against Swansea on opening day. Um, yeah, I think based on those results that they've had so far, they should have enough at home to beat a Birmingham side who are currently winless away from home, uh, played two, drew one lost one, not scored a goal in either of those two games either. So yeah, I think this could be a routine win, I'd say, for Rotherham. If they won this 2-0, I could see that quite easily. Agreed. I, I really like the look of Rotherham uh, so far. I don't know if they're going to have the distance and the quality and stuff to, to see it through, but I like what I see at the moment, and I do not like what I see from Birmingham. Yeah. Tom, could, could we talk about Preston? <laughs> I mean... Be- 
What a this, weird side. This is incredible. Like I, I, I knew like just when I saw this game, so sorry, just to set the scene to viewers and listeners, Preston against Cardiff on Saturday, ninth against twelfth. And I and I was having a little first thing that came to my mind was like, wow, this is gonna be a dual game. Not many goals. So I thought, yeah, I'll have a look at under two point five. Price isn't available just yet. Um, but as again, as sorry, as again, <laughs> again, as we were saying, check nearer to match day. Preston have scored, have seen one goal in their games this season. Mm. One. They've played yeah. five. They've haven't they haven't conceded so far this season. They've scored one goal. Their fans have seen one goal in the, in the matches so far. I, that is astounding, is it not? Yeah, it reminds it's, me of what Tranmere did this, didn't they, at the start of League Two last yeah, season? Agreed. Um, and obviously that yeah. that one goal that got oh, them a win, yeah, horrendous. But it got them a win, right? And they've not lost. They're in ninth. They're on seven points. Like it, it honestly is a good start, but bloody hell. Um, so of course, one hundred percent of their games have been under two point five, bloody very comfortably. Um, and then you have a look at Cardiff on the flip side. They've only scored three and they've conceded four in five games. So 80% of their games so far have been under 2.5. So it's an average of 0.6 goals in a game for Cardiff with three clean sheets, 60% of their games keeping clean sheets and three of their games, 60%, at least one goal. So this one's going to be 7-7. I think after my research, but <laughs> I'm actually tipping under 2.5 price to be uh, released nearer to kickoff. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, geez, yeah. Do you hammer them for for not scoring, or do you really applaud the fact that they've kept five clean sheets in a row? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Crazy. Uh, but no more in the champ from me. Uh, unless you've got anything else, we'll move to League One. Yeah, take it away, mate. Right, what we got? Sheffield Wednesday at home to Forest Green Rovers. One of the shorter prices in League One. They're priced at 1.48 for the victory, but definitely expect them to do so. Uh, they're fourth in the league at the moment, having uh, played five, won three, drew one, lost one. Forest Green Rovers currently occupy 20th. They've just won one of their four games so far. Um, I think, especially this being at Hillsborough, Sheffield Wednesday should have too much for them. Of their three games they've won this season, they've won them all to nil. I just think at home at Hillsborough, they're going to have too much for Forest Green, who are still adjusting to life at League One level. Um, they're going to run into teams like Sheffield Wednesday and see this as a kind of free hit, I think, especially away from home. Um, they'll be delighted to get anything from this game. And I think Sheffield Wednesday will be looking at it. They'll be really disappointed if they didn't get a win. I think Wednesday will win probably to nil, 2 nil, 3 nil, something like that. Yeah, I think this is... This is a bit of a, I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but it feels like a little bit of a tap-in, doesn't it, to be honest? Um, yeah, Sheffield Wednesday, overwhelming favourites, and a lot of people will be interested in them this weekend. Cambridge United, Tom, a team that people may be less interested in backing this weekend. They have only won one of the last four, but they've been in games enough for me, um, and they've, they've pulled out a couple of decent results. So I'm going to read you how they've started this season. They've beat MK Dons. They've beaten Millwall in the Cup, for what that's worth. Uh, lost 1-0 against Oxford. They beat Exeter, who we like, Tom, this season, 2-1. Yep, they lost to Portsmouth 4-1 away. I'm not too worried about that. And then they got a creditable draw against Charlton, Tom, who we both like to look of on the weekend. They're playing against Burton, who... I mean, Jimmy Floyd is is the epitome of keeping his head above water, I think, here. No wins in five. Just the one draw, which frustratingly, Tom, was uh, what cost us our treble that time. Um, yeah, I, I don't see anything from this Burton side. And I see capabilities from Cambridge. Uh, 2.16. I think this will be a comfortable home win. And this is a team not necessarily in form, but performances are suggesting that they're still playing well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I do like the look of that one as well. Had that one wrote down. 
Uh, another heavy favourite for me, Ipswich at home to Barnsley, priced at 1.67. Uh, the old boa constrictors, as we know in it. Aaron McKenna's boa constrictors <laughs> um, got off to a yeah a very comfortable three 0 win away at Shrewsbury last weekend. That makes it four wins on the spin for Ipswich to continue their unbeaten start to uh, the League One season. I can see the same again, really, this weekend against a Barnsley side who, after being relegated, struggled after losing. A lot of players as well to go with the relegation. Um, they've lost the two away games they've played so far this season. Uh, and yeah, away at Portman Road to Ipswich is somewhere. If you're struggling, you definitely don't want to go. Um, Ipswich's last three wins have all been to nil, including two 3 and all victories in that. So yeah, they're uh, continuing that trend they had last season of keeping clean sheets and adding a lot more goals on top of it. And if they continue this, it's looking pretty ominous, I think, for the rest of the division. Um, yeah, very, very impressed with Ipswich. And I think they'll get another win this weekend. Any more in League One? Yes. Mm, okay, Attention. take it away. Um, it's it's just the price. Um, and I can't not read it out. Uh, I know what you're going to read out. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah Peterborough. 3.95 away at Derby. So they're just under three to one um, to get the win away at Derby. And this is a Peterborough side who, if we're talking about pros for Peterborough, they've won four of the five games they've played in League One so far this season. They've scored three, three, nil, two and four. That's an average of what, over two a game. And yeah, I just think I'm surprised to see a team that's won four out of five is hotly tipped for promotion as it is to be nearly three to one away at Derby. Um, yeah, Derby have drawn the last two games nil nil. Yes, they're stronger at Pride Park than they are away from home. But if we look at who they've beaten, they've beaten Barnsley and they've beaten Oxford, and they're two sides who are, you know, just flapping around mid table really at the moment. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think this could be a, a really good price for Peterborough. Yes, I I just I feel like Derby is sticky, and I feel like they're yeah. they're a tough game. And I I get what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. If I had to choose between the two, mate, I'd be back in posh all day every day. Um, Look, if I, Peterborough put it another sorry to interrupt, put it another way. If yeah. if Peterborough were priced at say two point five rather than three point nine five. I wouldn't have read them out I because it. yeah. 3.95 it's the price just looks, it doesn't reflect how good Peterborough are. I don't think. I, I do agree. I do agree. And it could end up being probably the price of the weekend come five o'clock. Um, you know, so I, I do get it. I'm just a bit nervous about them being away from home and playing against Derby who are sticky, if not that good. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I might chuck them on with Hull in a double or yeah, something I like that. that. I love yeah. that double. Right, the overpriced double. I might <laughs> chuck that on and, and have a bit of fun. But it, they're not going in anything, you know, too short. You know, they're not going in my my prized fourfold or something like that. Yeah, yeah, completely get it. Completely get it. Uh, shall we go into League Two? Yeah, and I'll get us started with Mansfield. Uh, I feel like Mansfield have woken up a bit. Um, they're up to eighth in the table now, five games played. They've got three wins. Uh, Will Swan looks absolutely phenomenal at this level at the moment. He's he's uh, really impressing the uh, field mill faithful. And they're playing against a Sutton team who haven't woken up just yet. They've won just one out of the five and drew two, lost two. Only scored three goals, but also only conceded four. They're a, they're a fine margin team. Obviously, last season they impressed everyone and kind of almost made the playoffs, which would have been sensational. And Mansfield, a bit more, you know, a lot more resources, I should say. You know, the manager probably earns way more than any of their players. Uh, Sutton, that is um, Nigel Clough. And I just feel like they've woken up a bit. Two impressive wins, Tom, just really caught my attention. Both at home, 
So I will have to add, you know, away from home, I haven't seen as much, but a 5-2 win against Wimbledon and a 2-1 win against Stockport, both at Field Mill, that floods me with confidence, that does. So yeah. I think I'm going to back Mansfield to go there and get a win and just kind of continue the good vibes, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I like the look of the Stags. Yep, I like it. Uh, for me, Leighton Orient are the standout pick of this division. Um, they're at home to Hartlepool, Leighton Orient, leading the way in League Two early doors. They played five, won four, drew one, uh, stand on 13 points out of a possible 15. Hartlepool at the other end of the league, uh, out of their five games, they haven't won yet. They've drew two and lost three. So they sit in 22nd, just above the trap door. Um, I think if you're a Hartlepool fan, you'd be concerned by how many goals your team is conceding. Uh, they've already conceded four on two occasions, three on one occasion and two on another occasion. Um, so yeah, that doesn't particularly bode well when you're going to top of the division. Yeah, it's 19 consecutive games without a win for Hartlepool now, which is uh, very worrying times for them, I think. And I don't think it's going to get any better away at the O's this weekend. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that one too. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little double chance out there, Tom. I'm not sure what the price is, of course, but Barrow double chance away at Wimbledon. I think we'll we'll get a decent price here. Wimbledon one win their last five. I feel bad for Johnny Jackson because he was flying at one stage at Charlton. Then so obviously what? Hey. Never have given him the contract, should they? I know, yeah. It's it's true, unfortunately. Um and yeah, he he obviously didn't see it through at Charlton. He's gone to Wimbledon and you know they should be fighting towards the top and they've got off to a bit of a slow start in tenth. It's not the end of the world. But Barrow, mate, Barrow, surprise of the season so far in E2. They're sat in third, four wins from five and one defeat. They've been bloody brilliant, haven't they? Absolutely yep. brilliant. I, I will say their fixtures have been kind, I think, since the first two. So they played Stockport, famously beat them on opening day. Um, then they played Bradford, they beat them. That was tough. They even beat Blackpool uh, in the Carabao Cup. But then I feel like the last three have been a little bit more gentle, and this will be a step up. They played against Sutton, Walsall and Harrogate. I think Wimbledon are better than all of them. But Wimbledon just very stumbly. I'm not sure if I can see Barrow winning because I don't think Barrow, this is sustainable for them. But I could see him getting a draw against Wimbledon. So keep your eye out. I think double chance Barrow. Yep, I could see that one. Absolutely. Uh, just one more tip from me. It's a both teams to score tip. It's coming between Northampton and Doncaster. So this is fourth against fifth. Both sides unbeaten. And for two unbeaten sides, they don't half not know how to defend. Um, Northampton haven't kept a clean sheet for 14 consecutive games. And, of course, that's looking back into last season as well. But all five games they've played so far this season have been both teams to score. And as for Doncaster, four out of their five games have been both teams to score as well. Um, eight of the last nine Northampton games also featured over 2.5 goals. So both sides involved in games where... Generally, both sides are getting on the score sheet, both capable of scoring goals, as we can see from their league positions. Um, but yeah, leaky at the back as well. I'm going to back, Tom, a team that hasn't won their last four or any of their last five home matches to win a home match. Oh, yeah. Go on, book the trend. <laughs> yeah, book the trend. It's Carlisle. I, I, I like Carlisle this season. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like every time I watch highlights of Carlisle, they create a lot of chances. They look like they dominate the ball. There's a great vibe up there. The fans are happy, even though, you know, they're down in 14th. And they've only won one of four. You know, won their record so far, won one, drew two, lost one. And obviously, the, most teams have played five. So, they've got a game in hand. I feel like things are good up there. And in Christian Dennis, they've got a striker who's got four and four. So, that's always handy, of course. And they're playing against a Gillingham team. They've only scored one so far um, this season. You know, they lie in 20th. So they're below Carlisle. We've played a game more. They're on four points. 
yeah, they've only scored one, conceded seven, and all is not well at Gillingham. It feels like Neil Harris is going to resign any moment, to be honest with you, in my like just how I feel. He seems unhappy every time he opens his mouth. And yet, at the minute, they're just really struggling. So I don't think we need to read too much into Carlisle's results because it can be very easy and very lazy just to kind of hone in and go, do you know what? They've won 10 in a row. They're going to win again. That's easy. But what we're trying to do here is give those. And we're also trying to find teams like Carlisle, who I think will be able to get a good price on and they'll perform, put, they'll transform, sorry, performances into results against a poor Gillingham team. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me one bit, mate. I like that pick. Um, no more, though, for me. No, no more for me. So we will transition, to use a uh, football buzzword, uh, into <laughs> the treble. And we're going to recap last week's treble. So for those of you that are new, we're going to recap what we did last week and we're going to briefly talk about it. And then uh, we're going to reveal our treble uh, exclusively enhanced by Matchbook uh, for this weekend. So, Tom, it was absolutely agonising. Again, it was the second week in a row we've lost by one team. Really frustrating. Um, we had two massive winners. Two legs were so comfortable. We had Ipswich away at Shrewsbury. They won 3-0. We had Peterborough at home to Lincoln. They won 4 0. And then Exeter. Bloody Exeter. Played against Cheltenham. Lost 1 0 at home. Absolutely fuming. Yeah. That was my pick as well. Oh, uh, don't, don't, don't worry. We're a teammate. But yeah, disaster. Disastrous result. Yeah, really. Uh, one of the, I'd say, coupon buses of, of the weekend, especially of the yeah. EFL, I'd say. That mm-hmm. was. Uh, I agree. <laughs> If I remember right, Exeter were the shortest price League One team. Um, yeah, you. Yes, I remember you saying that on the show. Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, but yeah, weird, um, bad one there. So that was a shame. So sorry to everybody who backed that one. Unfortunately, it wasn't a winner. Um, hopefully, we'll go one better this weekend uh, with our treble that we've got now. So this week we are going to go for um, Ipswich at home to Barnsley, Sheffield Wednesday at home to Forest Green. And Leighton Orient at home to Hartlepool. Now, this map, this bet will be exclusively boosted on Matchbook to beat the best odds that are out there. Uh, the best odds currently available at time of recording are 4.62. So, Matchbook will beat 4.62. So, please do check that out. And like Tom mentioned earlier on in the show, um, you can use that £30 money back as a free bet. Sign up offer with the code TFB Podcast to take advantage of that one. So, yeah, I'm confident in this one, mate. I think we've got three strong home teams here um, who are all at the top of their respective leagues um, who should get, get another three points this weekend. Yeah, we'll make sure we shout about the price and we'll let you know when it's all up and running on social media, T underscore FB podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, got a lovely little community going on there, people sharing their thoughts on our bets, You know, asking us for our thoughts on their bets and sharing winners and sharing frustrations at losers. It's, it's a good, good crowd. So feel free to join that. And Tom, we can just quickly pivot to mm. talk about fancy football. Yeah. Uh, oh God, that's not good. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can sense uh, the sadness. Yeah, just meh. Where are you? Where am I? I am uh, 137th. Mm. I just see red arrows, mate. Basically, that sums it up. Quite well, we've got 311 teams in the league, which is fa- that's fantastic. That is that's lovely. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're, you're above a lot. You're above a lot. Now, last week, Tom, you set me a challenge to read out my own name because we always read out the top 10 now i'm not in the top 10 but 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 there was a stage i checked it after the i think the saturday games and i was in 10th and the excitement that i I couldn't contain myself now 
I've slipped to 12th, but I'm bloody absolutely over the moon with that, to be honest with you. Bloody good start to the season you've had, mate. That is officially the highest I have ever been (laughs) in our own fancy league, ever. I think in honour of that, we should read out a top 12. Oh, you're you're spoiling me. Do you want to do the honours or do you want me to do the honours? You do it. You do it. So in 12th position is Tom Walker. It's, it's a great achievement, I'll be honest. Uh, in 11th, we got Stu Everson. In 9th, we got David Isaacs. That isn't our old friend from university, it is, it is, is it? David Isaacs, yep, yeah, it is the David wow, Isaacs. incredible. Uh, Michael Tomlinson, Vincent Salvant, Matthew Pollard, George Keogh, Hans Sundbom. Dave G, Dennis Sheehy, Kevin Manning, and Dan Pinsker. Dan Pinsker's kept hold of the top spot. He's got 222 points, so credit to him. Uh, If you have a fancy football uh, team, and it's with the official fancy Premier League app, you can join us and join our league, and you'll just slot in where you deserve to be. So if you deserve to be 38th, you'll come in at 38th. And if you want to start a new team, you know, you're a few weeks behind. So it's not impossible. Or if you just want to do it for fun, you can still create a team and uh, join the league. So we'll give you the league code if you DM us on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. And uh, there's a 20 quid free bet on offer for the winner. So a little bit of an incentive as well. Yeah, please do join in, guys. And if you have enjoyed the pod, we'd really appreciate a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts just to. Help us with the algorithms. Help us mm. get discovered by more people. Yeah, it takes five seconds. So I'd really, we would really appreciate it if you could do yeah. that. And yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Obviously, very early release this week. Um, so yeah, let us know your bets at your place, uh, any winners you get at the weekend. And we'll be back again uh, next week with another episode. <laughs>